ready to grow your business by building relationships online and offline? Are you looking for a system to attract new prospects and nurture your past clients? Maybe you're a business owner, a sales professional, or an entrepreneur. If you are, then great. Join me, Janice Porter, as we blast past your barriers to success and explore the power of relationships for your business. And welcome to the Relationships Rule Podcast. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Relationships Rule Podcast. Thanks for joining me again and for your support as we spread the word about the importance of building relationships in business and in life and showing people that we care. Please feel free to go over to my website at janisporter.com for a free gift. You can download my ebook, Seven Step Formula to Create Business Relationships That Last. And, um, and yeah, please let me know uh, if you have any uh, questions about any of that. And today I'm pretty excited to introduce you to a new friend of mine, Tracy Brown. Welcome, Tracy. Hey, thanks for having me. You're very welcome. Tracy, uh, my guest today is, oh, I, I, there's so much I'm, I'm excited to ask her, but I'm going to give you a little bit of uh, background in who she is, and then we'll get into it. Tracy is the fraud-busting body language expert, and she is a leader in training companies to build their bottom line by detecting deception. She speaks all over the United States and is a frequent guest on television, interpreting the body language of criminals and politicians. And I love this. She says, sometimes both labels describe the same person. That's pretty scary, but we see a lot of that these days on, you think? on, uh, yes, on TV. She even helps lawyers pick and persuade a jury using body language, which always makes me think of my TV watching these days. Um, Bull. Yeah, you're watching both. Yeah. Yes, I love it. Here's a couple of fun facts about Tracy. She's got a she got a deal with Kevin Kevin Harrington, one of the sharks from the hit ABC TV show Shark Tank. She's a former member of the US national cycling team as well. And her latest book, How to Detect Lies, Fraud, and Identity Theft, is hot off the presses. So I know we're in for some fun today as she talks about. Um, the secrets of exactly how to tell whose pants are on fire. So get your fire extinguishers ready. It's about to get hot in here. I love that. So thank you, Tracy, for being my guest today. Oh, I'm and, thrilled. And I guess I have to start at how did it start? How did you get into this? Oh, well, I, I'd been reading body language almost my whole life uh, without really realizing it. I, I started young when I was bike racing because uh, I was never the strongest one in the pack. So I had to learn to read my competition uh, so that I could react to what they were going to do before maybe even they knew they were going to do it. And I needed that uh, because I was up, uh, e even on training rides, just up with some really fast people. There was this guy named Lance Armstrong kept showing up. <laughs> and uh, so we, we were on the same uh, team when we were young uh, down in Dallas and, um, and on the national team at the same time. And so, yeah, some pretty heavy duty, uh, heavy hitters there. Um, and and I, I had to get quicker. I, I really did. And so I started to rely on that really without even knowing it. And then when I, when I realized what I was doing, I started to keep track of everyone. I had this book that I would keep notes on everyone. And, and here, here's what's important about that for people that are, that are listening is that 
we have the same patterns all the time. It doesn't matter if you're on the bike or if you're in the office or with your family, people have their patterns and it's important that you start to understand them so that you can use that information uh, when, when you need it. And the problem is most of us are paying so much attention to ourselves. We're not paying attention to what's going on outside of us. And just by raising that sensory acuity, it, it can lead you. Well, it led me to a lot of uh, victories like on, on the bike, but then I got into, uh, I got into, uh, to where I was a hypnotist. I trained and I saw clients for a long time, like as an NLP practitioner. And, you know, I, I fine tuned my skills more. And then I found myself with, um, training alongside some of the FBI and green berets and in, in deception and interrogation really to refine those skills even, even more. So it's been this 20, well, if, if, if you want to start at the beginning, it'd be, oh, I'm old. No, you're <laughs> it's not. been no, a long time. No, you're not. 20 years professionally yes. of, of really reading people and, and getting paid to, to do that in one format or another. So, you know, I talk about um, myself being a curious person, and I have always thought that having curiosity is innate or not some people are curious yeah. people and some people are not what do you think about that because i think it's kind of connected to uh, being observant about body language or not oh it is yeah and uh my husband's a great example not interested okay <laughs> my not interested yeah. he's he's very much like Sheldon Cooper on the Big Bang Theory. He, he's he is actually a rocket scientist. He has many, many, many of the same traits. And until he met me, he was in a delightful uh, fog and wasn't interested in what everybody else was doing. He was, you know, like just like Sheldon, very focused on himself and social skills, not his bag. And so it's not for everyone. But now he knows the fundamentals of it, and he he knows a lot more about people than he used to. Because he's, well, he's kind of been forced a little bit, right, through hanging out with me to, to start paying attention differently. Yes. So, you know, everybody has their own uh, interest level. But I tell you, knowing more about people than is immediately obvious is very, very handy. So that, so I was thinking about what kind of questions I wanted to ask you. And sometimes I go off on tangents, not focused on, you know, the, the work of what you do and, and something that came to me, I have to ask just okay. by what you just said. So it's handy, but sometimes can it be um, too much information in a sense? So let's say, are you a good dinner guest or not? You know? Oh yeah. Well, here's the thing. So it, it it matters when it matters and when it doesn't i'm just can turn it off paying attention to anyone either you know so the question is do i care am i getting paid right so if <laughs> i'm getting paid i don't have to care right yeah, yeah, <laughs> it right. sounds horrible to say but the, when when you are able to see what's going on with with people you kind of have to make decisions like that at least i do about what's going on and it could be it could be little things i was i was in north carolina last summer and there was a builder who was building this really amazing house and the neighbors were wondering when it was going to be done and they had a bet on this and one of my friends that i was with went up to this guy and was talking to him about it and he's like oh it's going to be ready by december 
And I looked back at her. I said, how much you have on that bet? And, and she said, well, 15 bucks. I said, you need to double down because you're going to get 30 out of the deal because he's lying. It's not going to be ready in December, right? So, so it, it's, it's little things like that. And of course, there can be more important issues um, sure. that, that come up. But most of the time in social situations, it's just not uh, that way. So, so fortunately, uh, most of the time, free and clear. Got it. Okay. So, um, have you been, you've been on television a lot. Oh yeah. Uh, so is it the news stations that call you in? Is mm -hmm. it? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. yeah. So I, I do a lot with, uh, you know, it turns out to be, it's, it's filmed in Denver and you think it's just filmed in Denver, but it goes all over the country with the affiliates and things sure. like that. So, um, so yeah, that's, that's how I do things up, up to now. And one of these days, um, good morning, America will call and I will be there. <laughs> okay. So for now it's still been more, um, more localized, local, regional. Yeah. Got mm -hmm. it. Okay. Well, you've got it out there. If you've written it down and you want it on, you know, want it to happen, it can happen. right? Oh, it's on my goal sheet. Don't worry about yeah. that. Yeah, no, that's awesome. <laughs> so, um, so you, um, so you worked with, I mean, you rode with Lance Armstrong and then mm -hmm. I see on here on, on my notes for you that, you know, his, his case around the drugs was later in his career. You still know him do you, or do you had to, you spoke on that? I uh, bump into him from time to time. Uh, he's, he's now one of my favorite guys. Um, okay. But it's kind of like, he, he's a guy, you never have the guy that just like won't go away. It's like, you go to a concert, there he is. Like, damn yeah. it, just <laughs> go. <laughs> okay, so there, was, there were issues there. So the one thing that you said that you was one of your big cases, um, actually was uh, one of the most fascinating cases, the John JonBenet uh, Ramsey murder. Yeah, I've been asked to comment on that. I didn't work on the case. Okay. Um, as it was going on. And the thing that's so fascinating is that it happened about two miles from my house over here. I, oh, I live in Boulder, Colorado. So uh, I've, I've been lucky enough to get the transcripts and study the video and um, yeah, what a complex case. And, you know, I've talked to some of the people that trained the investigators on the case and I, it, it, in my talks, Janice, it's so crazy. I've had people come up to me and say, my sister was the nanny. And I'm like, oh my gosh, can I talk to her? And, and I had someone else come up to me. I was in Coeur d'Alene, Idaho. Mm -hmm. And she says, my mom was the 911 operator that picked up the phone. And so I have all these like little touch points that, that come in. And so far, both of those um, people have declined to comment <laughs> with me. Uh -huh. I imagine they're sick of it. I mean, why wouldn't they? But yeah. you know, you hear stuff around town and, um, and it's still not solved, is it? it's not solved. It's an open case, right? So the investigators themselves aren't at liberty to, to chat. But one of the most interesting videos that I saw on it, and I talk about, I, I do a segment on this in my longer keynotes is when the brother mm -hmm. uh, went to Dr. Phil mm -hmm. and that, that was pretty interesting because, because he, it's pretty evident that he knows a lot more than what he is saying. He's saying, mm -hmm. and uh, you know, they've since moved to Michigan. I had a guy in one of my talks in Michigan say I had, cause the dad's in Michigan too. Mm -hmm. He comes up to me after my talk. He said, I had lunch with John Ramsey last week. I'm like, no, you didn't. <laughs> <laughs> so, so yeah, all these little touch points, very, very small yeah. world um, with that. But yeah, the, the brother clearly knows a lot more than he's, than he's saying. I, from the video that I saw, I don't believe that he did it. Um, 
there could be evidence that I don't have that would point other directions. But the whole case was uh, was, was botched. We just don't deal with a lot of murders here in in Boulder. So you know, you got to keep your skills sharp. And yeah. um, it, I, I don't. Police have a hard job. And um, like I said, we're we're a low volume murder sure place so yeah. it's not surprising that something or several things would impede the progress of investigation so in your line of work um which is the most which do you enjoy doing the most the the keynotes or the actual work with you know the investigations and the being asked to come in as a as a an expert in a jury trial or things like that I like the keynotes and I'll tell okay. you why I, I do because, um, well, I'm just, <laughs> there's a couple reasons why for one, I love people. I love revealing secrets. I love making people laugh. I like when people clap for me okay? Okay, <laughs> and, and that's why I'm struggling a little bit in this whole, yes. um, pandemic lockdown thing because my schedule's been wiped clean my husband will not clap for me <laughs> but um i i really like giving people the tools so that they can go into their lives and and use them like i've had people leave my talks and um i had one who i i helped her a little bit but she had the basics after she left a 22 million dollar fraud case prevented because she knew what to look for. I've had people uh, come out of my talks, go into an interview where they're interviewing someone and catch the person lying, right? So they stopped a bad hire. I had someone leave one of my talks and catch their boyfriend cheating right. or was it their husband? Anyway, point is I really like giving people tools to go and, and um, do this themselves. I do get to work. Uh, mostly I work with private investigators. So um, pre-trial or post uh, conviction to see what we can find like like should they take this group to court or not I worked on a water law case like that because you know with these droughts in the west they can get pretty intense and the government needs to make sure they stay in their in their lane with uh, enforcement of some like farmers and stuff like that mm -hmm. so um, uh, post-conviction I've worked on rape cases and things like that to say okay where can we look here uh, further, you know, what, what wasn't asked, how can I drill deeper? So, um, those are important because that changes the, a little bit, like changes the fate of the world in, in some ways. So, um, uh, you know, so, some of the sexual assault, sexual abuse cases, they're, they're emotionally, um, hard on me. Mm, uh, I would imagine so, so. Yeah. yeah. And so, uh, not as much fun as entertaining an audience yeah no no so and and so i i really like both sometimes i gotta tell you i'm not the end all be all of every knowledge point here and so i have uh i'll, I'll contract with federal agents sometimes to help me if i get a case come in that i'm like oh man can you look at this tell me what you think so i i really try to make sure the information is correct mm -hmm. and um done to the best of my ability when i get on tv no political spin i think that's very very important and i've seen some of my peers not think it's that important and um not give out proper information so um i'm i'm really mm, focused on 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 truth and uh making sure the right information gets out there so not so people think a certain way but so they can take that information and make their own decision well, I've watched a, I watched a, a couple of your um, 
presentation clips last night. And, oh, good. Uh, no, you're very entertaining. I can see that. And uh, uh, you like to be on stage. You're comfortable on stage. And to that point, I, I've got to congratulate you because I know just recently you uh, gained the CSP uh, designation, correct? Which I did. Is, tell me what that is. Tell my Certified own. speaking professional. It's through the National Speakers Association. There's a lot of paperwork uh, to document everything you've done, but it took me 12 years to get it. Um, and, and you have to have a, a minimum of 250 paid events and well-paid, not like where people pay yeah. you a dollar. Yeah. Um, you have to go through a peer review and they look at all your financials. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, I had a slow, slow start and I was cooking with gas here the last three years. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, it took me a long time to get to the levels, um, so that, that they look for. So yeah. thank you. No, thank you. I'm very, special. I'm very proud of and it's already on your website. And I love that. Oh yeah. I wasn't yeah. going to delay no. on that. Jenna. No, absolutely. <laughs> you want to go for it. Um, so, I think of, um, there's something, oh, there's a show that I watched called Mind Hunter. I watched that. I think, I think that's the one I watched. On and Netflix or something? I think it was on like ABC when I watched no, it. No, no, no. It was oh, on a Netflix. different one? Yeah. And it, it was, okay. it, it's about when the FBI changed their question, their uh, serial killer profiling um methods so oh, okay so you haven't seen it i haven't i think i've been told to see it and yeah um, mind hunters it's really interesting it takes place in the 70s okay and this young uh, hire uh to the fbi and his mentor partner and they he starts to go and interview serial killers who are in prison already to get an idea of the mind of the serial killer. Mm. And of course, all the body language and everything is all part of it too. So I just sort of, I just wondered if you'd seen it. It's quite, quite fascinating. There's I will put it back on my list. Yeah, Mind Hunter. I'm writing it down right now. <laughs> um, okay, so do you play poker? No, um, <laughs> I do not know a spade from a club. Okay. And, but it doesn't matter because I've had clients in the world series of poker. Uh, see, I, and, I had to ask you about <laughs> poker. It just came to me for you. Yeah. And here, here's, what's interesting is that we watch the world series of poker on ESPN and things like that. And what do you do? It's Saturday afternoon, you're bored, you're flipping through the channels and you watch it for an hour, maybe. Right. right? Okay. That tournament, well, we don't know that tournament is four or five days long in 16 hours a day. I know, it's crazy. And so, yeah, I was able to help a guy get really, really, really far in, um, in the game because he would like, cause what happens is people pull their hoodies down and yeah. they have sunglasses and all this. And you can actually, and this is a really cool tip. You can feel what people are feeling. Um, when you put your body the way their body is. Does that make sense? So, so you, you mirror somebody else? Yep. Yep. If you, okay. if, if you match them or mirror them. Yeah. So you know if they're feeling confident, if they're feeling nervous, and you can always read what's going on under the table. 
right? Like, like you can always kind of get a feel for that or just drop something and look. And, um, <laughs> you mean like if their knee is shaking or if they're... If their knee is shaking, if their legs are crossed, if their ankles are crossed. What does that mean, for example? Well, so it's not about what it means. It's okay. about the totality of what they're feeling. Okay. Does that make sense? Yes. So, um, if, you know, if someone's legs are crossed, it depends how they're crossed to really get the real meaning there. But that could, it's, it's a piece of, you know, what are they doing with their head? What are they doing with their hands? Are they scratching their, their forehead, right? Like all these different things. So you don't have to be able to interpret it yourself, but you can feel it yourself because we make decisions based on our feelings. As much as we think that we're super smart, um, we make decisions based on our feelings. And so if you can get their feeling, you can predict what they're going to do next, or maybe the, the cards in their hands. So yeah, I'm all about helping poker players. It's super oh. fun, even though I don't, I don't know anything about the game. Okay. Well, and, and, and truthfully, a lot about poker is, is, um, the, is being able to read other people, mm -hmm. right? Their mm -hmm. tells or whatever. Right. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, and I, I, I've written down something I heard you say that the tells are the same when the lie is big or the lie is small. Um, to that effect. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah, for sure. They, um, it, it doesn't matter if you're lying about what happened to all the money in the account or what did you do last night, right? Where were you at 8 p.m.? Did you take the dog out on walk? Um, they're, they're all the same kind of uh, deception that's like if it's important that's mm -hmm. that's that's the key and we're going to respond the same because the body can't lie words can lie body can't lie so you gotta believe the body first take the words with a grain of salt and um when you start to do that you're gonna be able to make some different decisions understand what's true what's false where there's hesitation um, and, and that can be really valuable. Like, let's say it's in a sales situation. Uh, are you really the last one they're talking to? Uh, are they happy with your proposal? What about, um, are they happy with your customer service? Like all these things, they give you points where you can dig deeper and answer their unspoken questions. And when you do that, mm -hmm. then they're going to love you, right? They're not going to know why, but they're going to love you. Cause, cause the one thing you don't want to do is, is walk around and say, Oh, you lied. That was a lie. Right? <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> I, um, I have a little fan, I guess he's in Atlanta. He's 10 years old. Maybe, I think he's 11 now. And he just loves what I do. His family comes out whenever I'm in town and they're just, they're just fantastic. And he just loves body language. And he gets on the phone with me and he says, you know, I caught my uncle lying. So I told him he was lying and it didn't go that good. And I'm like, no, 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 you can't, <laughs> you can't say stuff like that to people. You just have to know it and work around it a little bit so you can get to the truth. So I, I, I know I, when I talk to people about um, networking and about uh -huh. building relationships with people, because that's what I'm all about, uh -huh. um, I talk about you need to listen more, not do uh -huh. all the talking. You need to listen, but you need to, I always say you need to listen to what's not being said as well. Absolutely. So that's what I think you're just talking about, right? And, um, and how you, you need to pay attention to the the body language and i think though the gut feeling the intuition uh i don't I, it's obviously stronger in some people than others 
It is. And here's the thing about the gut intuition. So when you're in a big investigation, you got to watch out for that, right? Because you want, uh, you want things to stand up in court, right? And so you got opinion and that's gut intuition. Sure. And then you got fact, which is like scientific evidence, something that you for sure saw. So you need to make sure that you are, I think for regular folks that you're going with a mix of the two, um, make sure that the data that you have, the empirical data is, is there. However, the, the gut feel, that's how we, detecting deception has been critical to our survival as a species for millions of years. Hmm. And so it's, it's important that, that you feel that too. The thing is, it's hardwired into, into us, mm -hmm. these, these things that, that, that we see that end up as a gut feeling, right? What I do, it, because we've learned, especially in the modern era, to not trust ourselves, right? Because what, what is better? Well, our, our phone, right? Or hard, hard data or a study or um, those kinds of things. What I do is bring out what is um, things that we all know, things that we've all seen, things that, that all register with us. And I make sure you pay attention to certain points so that you're getting, uh, you can go with your gut feel and has to have some data to, to go with it, a little bit more proof. Okay, makes sense. Um, so um, what would you say was one of your most surprising cases? surprising case um well i'll tell you i had one and i can't say a whole lot about it i'll tell you what i can tell you i worked with a private investigator to try to um bring a case to appeal and it was a rape case and it was here in denver and it was at a large public space um i watched the uh initial interview of the victim and I believe that she was lying. I believe it was consensual. Mm -hmm. And um, I think she knew she could get a payment or she needed to save face somehow. Mm -hmm. And um, here's why it was so surprising. 4% of women lie in a sexual assault case. 4%. Yeah. That is it. Mm -hmm. And, and so I was like, wow, we got a 4%er here. Right. <laughs> so, um, that was probably the most surprising. So, so what that means for us now is that, you know, we have the Me Too movement. We have all these politicians trying to undo one another or, uh, or, or people admitting things. You know, if they're doing that, the chances are super high that they are telling the truth, right? And the latest one here was with Joe Biden. Mm -hmm. um, and, and so if if that matters to you right with your politicians you have some decisions to make i think as a country we've proven that it doesn't matter mm -hmm. um, and it's just another Big time thing right <laughs> so yeah. um because uh i i looked at stormy daniels as as well and i don't i don't think she's lying uh and, another and, one i saw it wasn't stormy daniels it karen was karen mcdougall yeah, yeah i did a i did a spot on her for uh, was it NBC Phoenix? I think I did. Anyway, um, so all these ladies, uh, I didn't see any signs of deception. And uh, I, I certainly saw a couple with Biden. 
Um, Trump's a really good liar. Um, I, I, and I think there's some narcissistic tendencies there. Oh, yeah. Now, here's the thing. This is policies aside. Okay, maybe you're Republican. I'm not saying anything about the policies. I'm saying about what goes on with how he presents. Okay, so well, anyway, he, he's, 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 a good, he's a good liar. And, and we talked about this in, um, when I was training with, uh, alongside the FBI. So he's actually, the, the prevailing thought is that he's not, because uh, people are like, oh, he's a sociopath or a psychopath. Nope, not. Um, he fits the, the mold of a narcissist. Mm -hmm. And um, that's hard for a lot of people to, to uh, get their hand, head around. I think we're more used to it now, but what that means is he's gonna say anything he needs to do and say to make himself look great. And, um, it, it pretty much ends there. Uh, so just something to know, like, mm -hmm. that's not me talking, that's the FBI talking. So there you go. Yeah. I mean, you could talk about him for hours really, because he is such a fascinating subject. Isn't he though? Yeah, yeah. he really yeah. is. Um, but I agree with you. I don't think there's like evil in him. I just think it's just like this narcissism you yeah, know, that's yeah it's just it's just a lot a lot of narcissism yeah so. um so one a couple more little questions for you is identity theft a big is identity theft a big lie oh is yeah big yeah lie? now here's the thing identity yeah. theft is how i got into this whole fraud arena because i didn't know anything about it because okay. i have friends and you probably have friends they're cybersecurity experts and I thought fraud was all um, remote and coming from the Ukraine and all this, right, like sexy cyber fraud kind of stuff, like intercepting wire transfers and okay. all this business. Nope, that's not it. Um, and here's how I found out. Most fraud is internal and, and uh, most of it has a face-to-face -face aspect to it. Um, and my, here's how I figured it out. My brother's identity got stolen. He was part of the government hack a few years back because he has some clearance and people were, uh, impersonating him with all his information. They made a fake ID and they'd go to payday loan stores, take out $300 and never be seen again. All he had to do was sign an affidavit that it wasn't him and it's a hundred percent loss to the company. And, um, plus admin fees and that was it and, and i went wait a minute this happens in person i had no idea and so i started digging in digging in digging in and um and that's when i spun I, like i understood the problems going on and i spun my whole marketing and my whole uh program that i have towards fraud prevention and it is all uh, detectable by body language to see it face to face and it's anything from uh, like like I said before, what happened to all the money in that account to are you really who you say you are? And like, here's an interesting fact. And this is from the Society of Human Resources Management. Did, uh, did you know that 40% of people lie in a material way on a resume or in a job interview? And 2% of HR people can figure it out. So I did not know it was that high. Um, but really interesting because I know someone who personally, who for like decades was known as, you know, someone who got a doctorate degree um, at 
the University of British Columbia and, mm -hmm. you know, went on to be, um, I, I don't want to say too much, but went on yeah, to, yeah. well, it's, it's public knowledge really, but he went on to be um, very high up in, in different school districts and whatever uh -huh. until he did something that he got caught and then people started looking back and he never finished university to get his doctorate at all. Oh boy. And, you yeah. know, that was just one thing, but I mean, the whole, his whole world was kind of a fraud, but I, I, that was my only experience with something like that. And it's really weird because you feel like you've known this person for all that time, but it wasn't really the real person. Never thought well, about part it. of them wasn't the real person, right? The the part well, you they were deceiving see. you, with, yeah, yeah, with their whole persona and their whole beingness, really, and um, yeah, forty percent though. Little yeah, that was, that was what the study said. Um, now I think that's going to get harder in uh, with engineering, right, and technical uh, degrees. It's it's easier if you're loading trucks, right, for for a living. Um, but uh, yeah, that's that's what the study said. So the um, the my client um, Alliance Data, they're the ones that were able to catch at least. I mean, this is just what I've heard. I'm sure there's been more since then, but they were able to catch a a candidate lying in a job interview. And what happened is my client was looking at her baseline, everything's good, and then they asked her, "How's your attendance at your last job?" And her eyes started going everywhere different. Like her baseline totally changed. And they went, boom, you're done. Right? Cause they because they don't need someone who's not gonna show up to work. But they and, knew what to look for because you taught them the the little tricks of the trade or the uh, the, yeah. the tells that that happen. Wow. Yeah, little tells, little hotspot. When when someone's behavior markedly shifts like mm -hmm. so what you want to do is you want to ask people uh like some baseline questions that's why small talk is so important okay uh, and so you want to ask them some questions that maybe they're not there's no reason to lie about right so uh what street did you grow up on right that's uh how many brothers and sisters do you have what's your dog's name right all these little questions you have nothing nothing to so you can see how they react in yeah that. you can just see yeah and then when you get on a certain point if they respond really differently then you got a good chance that they're that their pants are on fire mm -hmm. um and and so you want you want several tells right um but basically you're gonna see their behavior just shift and it could be their behavior it could be the their speech patterns it could be they could have a big emotional shift um there's there's a lot of things that that could change and that's and that's what i i if people just look for that they're going to be good if you want to get some more specifics that's uh why i wrote that book which yeah. is how to detect lies fraud and identity theft yeah and it's super cheap and it's short because i don't have time to read a long book <laughs> nor do i have time to write a long book no <laughs> so, that's good that's good yeah. I, I encourage my audience to uh to check that out and i'll put it in the show notes for sure oh, thank um, you. because yeah absolutely um uh can they get it from your website or Amazon? Yeah, yeah, you can get it from Amazon. I, I ship it. I don't warehouse at Amazon. So okay. uh, bodylanguagetrainer.com or on Amazon is called How to Detect Lies, Fraud, and Identity Theft. Okay, perfect. Everything you need now, to know to hit the ground running. Okay, and it says, um, I've got a note here that you can, that you have a free report 
that you uh, share with people on how to use body language as well? Is that also? On yeah. Your yeah. If you go to my website, scroll to the bottom of the homepage and there's a sign up for my newsletter and you'll get a free report. And I added an extra free report, which is how to make your team your biggest fraud prevention asset. And uh, because, you know, a lot of fraud's internal and here's the deal. When the economy goes down, like what we have, fraud goes up. And so there are a few things that you can do to make sure your team's working for you and not taking advantage of you. Uh, and it could be anything from stealing office supplies to uh, fake accounts, like the whole thing. You need to make sure that your team's on board with uh, with the program, right? With, with mm -hmm. what's going on. So, um, so yeah, that report is on there as well. Awesome. So just one last message maybe for my audience, uh, maybe your biggest tip or, uh, something you want to share that, um, is important for people in, you know, small business or yeah. biggest tip, biggest tip, know your people, know your people, pay attention. Small talk is your most valuable thing that, that, that you can do and knowing people, letting them know you care, but more importantly, paying attention. Cause if you don't pay attention, you pay with pain. The signs are all there. People are screaming at you all the time, exactly what's going on. And it's up to you to see it. I could talk to you for hours and I may have to talk to you again. Because yes, let's do it. Yes. yes. Thank you so much for uh, the time and for the information and for your knowledge. I, um, I totally enjoyed the conversation and I uh, will put all of your information in the show notes and I thank my, uh, thank you again and ask my audience to remember to go over to um, Apple podcasts or Stitcher or Spotify or anywhere that you listen to podcasts and listen to, um, to Tracy and leave a review because we love that. And then we know where we're at and remember to stay connected and be remembered. Oh, Thanks, thank you Tracy. so much. It's been an honor to be here. You're welcome. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening to the podcast today. If this show has inspired you to reach out to connect to someone new or nurture a current or past relationship, and you think that others can benefit from listening, please share this episode. If you have feedback or questions about the episode, please leave a note in the comment sections below. If you would like to receive automatic updates of new podcast episodes, you can subscribe to the podcast on iTunes or Stitcher or from the podcast app on your mobile device. Ratings and reviews from my listeners are extremely valuable to me and greatly appreciated. They help the podcast rank higher on iTunes, which exposes my show to more awesome listeners like you. So if you have a minute, please leave an honest review on iTunes. And remember to stay connected and be remembered.